0: You want to start with a little gospel?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I ain't gonna let this down. am I? let go. Like that's that's what I want. Like that's what I need. I need, I need. Right, that's what I want. Right, I need, I need. Right. I need, I need, I need. That's what I want. Right. I need, I need.
0: (laughs) Episode 65 of the Duo Sports and Stuff podcast. My name is Deontay F. joined by my best friend, my ace, my guy, Dane Beasley. Dane, how are you doing this Wednesday evening? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Really
1: excited. Got a nice uh, weekend. Got a nice weekend coming up, and then an even more nice weekend after that, and then an even more nice weekend
0: after that. So we got uh, some things coming up. We man. Got some things lined up. Wonder what's, wonder what's going on. Yeah, man, there's a lot of good things uh, happening. Shout, shout out to uh, Keith for you know Keith. Man, Keith is great. <laughs> man, he continues to outdo himself on. <laughs> Different things that he helps us out with on the pod, obviously. And when he sent uh, this clip that you guys heard at the beginning of the pod, I I could not stop playing it, it. and I, I immediately I it. sent it to Dane. And um, Keith's very talented, and he if you if you heard it in the beginning, he sampled from our last episode <laughs> where Dane was talking about yeah to give it some uh, context. Give Dane some context. was talking about the yeah yeah. Dane was talking about the Batman trailer where Batman was. Basically, just pulverizing his guy, his face to into a, a, a pile yeah. of
1: ground turkey, like.
0: And yeah. Dane was talking about how he literally needs that in this movie. The the grittiness we're talking about, the mm-hmm. darkness and grittiness of the upcoming Batman movie. So, of course, Keith uh, Keith flipped that and made it into he a dope, dope sample, man. And so had to share it. And um, <clears throat> Keith, thank you again. So for from from us from some. us
1: to you. And it's not going to be the last time I say this, but shout out to Keith! Shout, out, shout out, to Keith.
0: out to Keith, man! Shout out to Keith! Yeah, man. So, Dang, usually we we start off the uh, pod with a little bit of NFL stuff, but it's been a while since we talked about college football, so we'll start off with that, man. Whew. We uh, action like parody in college football. They talk about it all the time, all and the time. it's 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 no secret that you know that trend has continued this year. With the uh, top top twenty five poll, you got you Georgia, them. who has defense has been literally Dominant. lights out. I think they only all, allowed like forty something points through seven games, if I'm not mistaken. I thought I saw a stat about that, but they they're at the top of the poll, number one at seven and zero, taking all sixty three of the uh, first place votes. Then right behind those guys are some uh, some. Sub- Surprises future Big 12 members, Cincinnati Bearcats at number two, Trying Bama at case. three, Oklahoma four, your Buckeyes, mm. Dane, Ohio State at five, Michigan the. at six. <laughs> the, the, yeah, in the nose, Dane put the Ohio State University uh, at five, Michigan at six, Oregon seven, mm. Michigan State eight, mm. Iowa nine, and Ole Miss mm. ten. But uh let's let's talk about those Bearcats, man. Uh not to be confused with your Sam Houston State Bearcats.
1: <laughs> Who are ranked he, uh, number one in the FCS polls.
0: Yeah, yeah let's go topic, know, for, man. Another day. Def- topic yeah, for another defend- day. Defending national champs over there in Huntsville, but the defending these- national champs. Okay.
1: <laughs> Proceed, brother. The
0: Cincinnati Bearcats are number two in the nation. And You know, analysts get ahead of themselves a lot of times, and obviously, Mm -hmm. you know, they're not a Power Five team. They're a group of five school, and, you know, there's always that question, if they run the table, will they get into the playoff? And, you know, I feel like a lot of the Boise States and fans of those group of five schools are probably rooting for Cincinnati because if they can get in, it gives – their school a chance hope. if a they happen to go hope. exactly to go on one of these runs but man, I'm looking at Cincinnati's schedule right now they knocked off Notre Dame a few weeks ago at Notre Dame mm-hmm. which you know Notre Dame is a top 10 team I no as slouches. much yeah as much as we talk about you know Notre Dame in the big games their prestige program I mean they're not a bad team The defense <laughs> is pretty good uh <laughs> <Dave's> <laughs> <all been> choking <laughs> up in the in the, in the clutch moments and uh, so Cincinnati got that win on October second against right. Notre Dame, twenty four to thirteen. And I'm looking at the schedule right now. This week they have Tulane, and I'm thinking the 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 toughest games they have left Dane, is a uh, shout out to Tulane uh, one time conference uh, battle against SMU. That's and, the one. That's uh, the game uh, right there. The yeah, November twentieth nineteen SMU. So, uh, man, what do you what do you think about the Bearcats? You, you think they run the table? <laughs> you think s m u slips them up or even somebody before no, that
1: I think they keep their foot on the gas um we we have the we have in our lifetime we've had the opportunity to see some amazing underdog stories um one commonly uh that comes to mind for me is a not so big name school making it to uh i can't say playoffs because back then they didn't have the playoffs but making it to a big b c s game but i'm speaking of uh no one other than the rainbow warriors uh hawaii yeah, hawaii yeah. went on that run with uh r.i.p cole brennan and those guys and everybody thought you know this high octane offense this is when the spread they were i mean the spread was pretty much a it was a pretty new concept but they were at the forefront of it uh with that, that high octane high powered air it out you know type of offense and even getting so much as attention as you know Heisman votes and things like that, so everyone you know thought you know okay this this is gonna be a pretty good matchup. And then they see it got matched up with Georgia, and Georgia beat the beat the beat the piss out of yeah. them boys, man. It was I think it might have been like forty to zero or something like. That. It was really bad, but it just showed you know just because you know the the offense itself is pretty one dimensional, it, it kind of got exposed. But and then again, the SEC speed kind of brings a whole nother layer uh, to the conversation, but. I said all that to say this. <laughs> I like it when these smaller schools beat teams that are not supposed to beat because you're not supposed to beat a Notre Dame, regardless of how much choke Notre Dame has in their system. You're not supposed to beat Notre Dame at home like that on that type of stage, but they did. Um, so, I mean, I'm rooting for them, but I'm going to hold my breath on them staying in the top you know, four because we see how Alabama leapfrog boys, you know, after they got a dub after getting beat by AM a few weeks ago. So hopefully right. they stay in the top four, but I'm not going to hold my breath because I, I know how these things work. They want games that generate money. Right. Sorry, you could, it, it could be a beautiful Cinderella story all we want, but if it doesn't generate money, that is not going to be into, it's not going to make it into the the playoffs. So, that's from I'm going. this is not my logic, this is money. I'm following the money, like my boy Lester from the wire said. Follow the money. So
0: another reason you could possibly be rooting for them on your end is their head coach, Luke Fickle, who mm. used to be uh, on the Buckeye staff. And <laughs> um It's a few Of course his name has been his name has been thrown out to, you know, we got those LSU jobs open, mm-hmm. USC job, his name's been thrown out there a couple of times. Spicy. So it'll be it'd be interesting to see if they can, you Texas know, weather the too, huh? distraction. Yeah, Tech tech job is open now, but <laughs> mm. it'll be interesting to see if, you know, the team can get past the, the distraction that's going to come about as many games as they win and continue to go on. Desmond, yeah. quarterback, has been – he's been pretty good so far this year. He's I on know, the radar. He's, yeah. He's, um, his
1: draft stock is going up.
0: So. Yeah, he has what – he's completed 63% of his passes, 15 touchdowns, only three picks. And you know, like like we said, man, it's it, they're gonna have to run the table to get in. Like mm-hmm. we've we've seen this previously, one loss, like we just saw Coastal Carolina lose, and you know, nobody's talking about them now, obviously. So um a good tight end. to be huh?
1: Sorry saying so they have a good tight end, but
0: my bad. No, <laughs> but uh Cincinnati, yeah, that, that November twentieth matchup, which would be at home against mm. SMU Would be a tough one. Nineteen ranked SMU coming in. Well, at at this point they're ranked nineteen. So if they can run the table, I think they deserve a shot to get in, and I think um, eventually you will see that. I mean, if you if you have Cincinnati in there at this point, I think we talked about it earlier. Just opening that gate to other group of five teams that have that chance, have that hope, like you said, to get to get into that playoff. Um, maybe by that time, a few years down the line, it could be expanded. But, Ooh, but I'm hoping know. so because
1: four is just yeah. not going to cut it. You smell know I me? Mean?
0: Yeah, the boys man, get yeah. that paper.
1: Let the boys get that film out there. Let them play the best of the best with all the, the stakes and all the chips the on best. the table. You feel me?
0: The best of the best. You're we the talked best? about the top the oh, top ten. Uh-huh. And out of that top ten, Dane, there are four mm. teams out of the big ten. Mm. With Ohio State Ooh, at five. This is gonna get spicy. Michigan at six. Michigan yeah. State at eight. Mm. Iowa at nine. Mm. And you know, a few of those teams couple of those teams square off this weekend a big matchup in the big 10 Michigan at Michigan State um, Michigan State has been a surprise team I think with Mel Tucker at yeah. the helm over there he his name has also been brought up in the LSU discussion Ooh. for their next head coach um, and then of course Michigan with uh, Harbaugh over there it always seems like I
1: don't. he's know been there the for he's, like he's just love, I mean I my bad. Go ahead, brother.
0: My bad. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, a it's it's been kind of, I don't think it should have, or people didn't think it would take this long for him to, it seems like right now he has a team that can make some noise compared to previous mm-hmm. years where, you know, they're losing, you know, games they shouldn't lose. And as of right now, Facts. I mean, this seems pretty competitive considering they lost their top receiver and stuff like that, but. One of the top matchups, man, this weekend, Michigan, Michigan State. What do you think?
1: Listen, as much as I can't stand either of those teams, this is a must-watch for me. Um, obviously, the anyone who's familiar with the uh, story of Paul uh, Paul Bunyan, uh, <laughs> this is for the all the marbles. I'm talking about the Paul Bunyan Trophy. So, I think we're going to see a battle of mediocre to slightly above mediocre offenses versus some really talented defenses. Um, I don't look forward to keeping my eyes on the TV too long to watch these guys because as I said before, I have a deep uh, hatred for both of these organizations. However, I'm a fan of a few of the players there, so I will have my scout's eye looking to improve the Dallas Cowboys defense as I'm watching this game, but I'm just going to keep facts as the facts. Um, I'm not rooting for either one of these guys, so. Yeah, take that information be, which you will. Oh, go ahead, brother.
0: I was gonna say I don't be honest. I'm gonna be honest. I I can't stand Big Ten football. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, it, I wonder it, why. It, it, I don't sure know, man. I think it's because that freaking Penn State Illinois game I watched this weekend. A waste of time, it went, wasn't it, bro? Eight overtimes. It was nasty, and that's just for for me. It's just been the epitome of Big Ten. Like, just it's always been known as like. Sloppy. I mean, you got your Ohio State's up there. You know that have always been at top of the conference. It's just not
1: consistent. Um, Offensive wise, there there isn't anything that's going to keep you watching the game. The right. only thing that's going to keep you there is defense, and that's just not yeah. enough to in today's in today's
0: viewership. And, I'm, and I and, and I think as fans, I know I can attest to this. <laughs> like I've been spoiled, like with offense, yeah. <laughs> with spread offenses in general, and the Big Ten is more mm. pro style, pro. Uh, and and I, I think that's an old term, by the way, like pro style offense. Because in the pros now, they use what you would call a collegiate offense. Like they're spread all the time. You got Patrick Mahomes, like you know, always out of the shotgun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Herbert, like these quarterbacks nowadays are like in the spread. Like yeah. I'd say, like maybe sixty five percent of the time, even in the NFL. So I think. I think just the old school mentality, I'll call it old school offense mentality mm-hmm. of what the Big 10 has been like over the past few years has just not been attractive to me and you know I think if I was a fan of a Big 10 school or I went to Big 10 school obviously I feel differently because my team was in that conference but me as a Baylor fan, a Baylor alum and you know I'm more focused on Big 12 football obviously and I just it does not interest me at all except I mean even this Michigan Michigan State game i mean which should be you know top of the bill is obviously both teams are in the top 10 but i think it's going to be similar the uh, the ugliness of what we saw last week with penn state illinois as well as what you had mentioned about just in general well, how the big 10 is
1: here's a for, for me this like i said the saving grace and let me be very clear um before I take here or take the opportunity here to compliment the scum uh, of the earth here, I'm referring to the Michigan, Michigan out there, Michigan fans and Michigan fandom and all that entails, but I'm watching this. Like I said, I'm watching this because I'm scouting for defenders specifically. And I didn't want to put it in a general statement because it me be me, it would be me admitting on tape um, that I have a fandom of some of the players on Michigan's defense, but Daxton Hill, that's enough to sell sell me on watching that game, at least the defensive side. Um Outside of that, I have no interest in watching it. And you you hit the nail on the head with the disgust. Like we we've seen some really bad games before, but none as bad as what we saw last weekend with Penn State. Yeah. And I'm, I'm disappointed in Penn State because not only did they lose, but they dropped they legitimately dropped out of being a highly ranked team or a top five ranked team because of the loss, and it kind of just brings some Illegitimacy to the rivalry game we have, we have coming up with Ohio State. Not that I don't mind right. beating the hell out of them, you know, with the whatever little minor rank that they have right now. But it would just be more icing on the cake beating them when they're you know ranked higher than Ohio State. Yeah. But you know, I digress.
0: Yeah, I will, Look, I, will about say though, I I I will say about this Michigan Michigan State game. You know, Michigan State as much as. Like I attributed the uh, old school offense. Their running back, Kenneth mm-hmm. Walker the third, is you know probably the up there. Dope, uh, Dope Walker finalist. Mm-hmm. He's a junior out of Arlington, Tennessee, but he probably has you know he's he'll probably cross the thousand yard mark. Yeah, this game. He's he's there everything on offense, but all purpose back, man. I'm, yeah, all purpose guy. I. He is very interesting in watching. Like, I will look forward to what he does on the field. But other than that, I just think Big Ten has always just been something that I'm not too excited about. Um, and I think if you're not a fan of a team in this conference, you probably feel the same way. But we'll see who comes out on top on that one, Dane. What's, what What else is on deck this weekend? I know it's a couple. Uh, let's
1: let's, uh, let's got touch up on that. Baylor in that. What is this? UT? Oh, yeah. What's up with that? Baylor
0: and the Horns, man. My Bears, dude. Mm. uh, What, last week crawled back into the top 25 after a big win over BYU. Had a bye last week. And now welcome the Longhorns also on a bye to McLean Stadium. Mm. And, I mean, Baylor's a sneaky team. They're not sneaky anymore, but nobody's expecting the Bears to compete uh at the top of the big tour conference and right now, you know, their only loss was to Oklahoma State a few weeks ago and with Oklahoma State losing last week at Iowa State, um, man, that big tour conference is uh, gonna be up for grabs. You know, OU is still undefeated, but we've seen OU struggle like week after week, even after the switch to Caleb Williams last week mm-hmm. in a dog fight with the Jayhawks uh in North um and shout out to my boy sean uh, sean is funny and i don't know if he will listen to this episode my friend sean <laughs> is a diehard sooners fan and you know he had a funny tweet about after the game he hopped on twitter it was like man, I see everybody was rooting for you know the sooners down something like that he said but yeah he he can he can attest that you know definitely the sooners are beatable mm-hmm. um but this this game is about baylor texas bro i think Mm. i think the bears will and i'll say this texas has beat baylor four out of the last five i think i think the one time we beat them was two years ago um mm. that massive stiff arm by joe uh john lovett that always pops up on twitter by the way <laughs> mm. but mm. uh um, is that what we're clinging on baylor to, baylor's I was I was kind of upset that Baylor was on a bye last week because Mm -hmm. you know how your team gets on such a roll and you're like, dang, I don't, you know, your your team's on fire, they're on a roll, I don't want them to, yeah, yeah. So uh, I think it'll be closer than maybe I think it'll be a one score game, but I think the Bears are coming out on top. 11 a.m. kickoff. What you think?
1: I just want to see the number one running back or projected number one running back I want to see what Mr. Robinson has to do with him being the talent that he is I want to see what plan Baylor has to not only corral this guy but to stop and slow this man down because say what you want but that offense doesn't go without him to be 100% honest so to see what levels they're going to go or try to go to slow or stop this man i would be very interested because this is Without taking a look at UT schedule, this might be... Hey, let me just take a pause and look at their schedule, because mm-hmm. I can't remember. Will this be their last kind of big hurrah on national television? If I'm not mistaken. I'm not
0: mistaken. That mouth. might be their last... The last big hurrah. As well. yeah. Oh, they got Iowa State after us. Okay. The next eh. week. <laughs> eh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> eh. I mean, the big... Big Twelve, like as far as the standings are, I mean that you know the top two teams go to the Big Twelve championship game, and you got Oklahoma sitting at five and zero in the conference, and then Oklahoma State, Baylor, Iowa State tied at three and one, and Texas is right there at two and two. So if they get a win there, they're right back Mm. up, you know, and a chance. So they still have you know a chance, but you know what has been ailing the Longhorns has been their defense. Defense, yeah, their <laughs> defense has not been up to par. Sus. Considering you know that you know how all the talent that they get on that side of the ball in the state of Texas, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I just can't put it from, Yeah, it seems like if they had you know a legit kind of uh, effort on that side of the ball, it seemed like they could you know be more in competition in the well. games. And, You
1: have to to remember, Sark doesn't have his guys. Once Sark gets his guys, then everything's going to change,
0: bro. Oh, yeah. What UT fan did you hear that from?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's something about hearing delusional fan, And I know a little bit of something about delusional fan bases being a Cowboys fan, but something about hearing other delusional fan bases that you're not a part of say the most craziest. I'm like, where did you get this from? But, yeah. Um, outside of that, I mean, the obvious, obviously (laughs) the Ohio state and Penn state game that goes without saying for me, but I, I don't want it to be reduced to the memory that we have from last weekend. Unfortunately, I think it's going to start out like, especially if the game starts out and it's like only one touchdown on the board after the first quarter, that's where my head's going to go. But I got What'd faith
0: you, in CJ. I was just about to say, what do you think about your boy CJ? I know he got Man. slandered a ton at the beginning yeah. of the year. Including for me. Yeah,
1: I hit, I, hit it, I hit his ass a few times because he was, he looked like a deer in headlights and it was just little stuff that he wasn't doing. But I know we're, we're talking about a pretty bad, really, I can't even sit here and say that it was a a reputable team. I ain't going to mention the team play last week, but he was, he looked comfortable. The one thing that stood out to me the most about, about dude, cause he's the only person I was really worried about. The defense is young. They're going to make mistakes, whatever, but the quarterback is not afforded that opportunity. Right. So, and the receivers, they're going to, they, they, they have three legit NFL wide receivers on the field. The quarterback has been the question mark for me, but the moment I knew we're going to be okay is, he consistently went through progressions versus Indiana. And instead of throwing checking down to the drag routes or checking down to your curl routes, he was throwing in the double, triple coverage, tight windows. And I was impressed because I, for one, didn't see that. I didn't see that from him during that Oregon game when he was getting smacked. And that might have something to do with it. You know, he just needed to get hit. You know, need his bell rung a few times, pause, and then he, you know, he'll be on his way. But I like what I saw, but I need to see more. So we're gonna. Yeah. S- this is, for me is gonna be a true testament. Another big know,
0: test that Penn State defense is. Things, you know, they've always been known to, to right to keep the team afloat. So yeah, those are a couple of big matchups coming out of college football. figured we want to start with them to kick off the pod. And on to the professional side, Dane. Tom Ooh, Brady boy. and the Bucks destroyed the Bears over the weekend, thirty-five to three, I believe, or thirty-eight to three. And in that process, Tom Brady, he set another record: his six hundred touchdown pass to Mike Evans. Mike Evans, unknowingly, I guess, gave the <laughs> ball to he a fan in, in the, the crowd. Yeah, caught in the moment, gave the ball to a fan in the crowd, and then there was an exchange, Dane. There was an exchange. Yeah.
1: Now, <laughs> obviously, me being the rational person on this podcast, or I was trying to in – And in shout out to JB3, my brother. I had to explain to him why this fan got ripped off, because if he didn't see it that way at first, and I had to break it mm-hmm. down to him. But for those who don't know, that fan ended up giving that football back to – whoever to give to Brady. He was offered by whatever, I guess PR team or some, some official in the front office ended up hooking him up with two signed jerseys and a helmet from Tom Brady signed Mike Evans, Jersey and his game cleats a $1,000 credit to buy at the team store. So, Hey, here's some, some Disney dollars come spending at Disney world. So that's not really anything. Uh, Two season tickets for the remainder of the season and for next season. On top of that, Of course, the gifts keep coming in because Tom Brady hooked him up with a whole Bitcoin. So my first reaction when I saw this on Twitter, I was like, my man got robbed on national television because he's the only person in the NFL to throw that many touchdown passes. Yes. Okay, So that's that's number one. He is undoubtedly probably going to play maybe a few more years to which if you divide his career in two, you can consider it two Hall of Fame careers, correct?
0: Uh, You mean just if you just go right Right down down the middle? Right down the middle. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So keep that in mind. That's number two. Number three, how
1: many times have we heard about, read about different items from either game-worn jerseys, cleats, headbands, autograph cards, footballs, baseballs, have fetched a pretty high fee or a pretty high bid on, you know, auctions and stuff like that. We've heard about it countless times. Oh, yeah. This man literally, I mean, I get it. The, the, the Bitcoin kind of makes up for it a little bit because he went to the I'm not sure how much money he paid for this, ticket, but let's say it's anywhere between the realm of $300 to $600. $300 to $600 and you walk away with $60,000 plus money. That's that's a win. That's a huge dub. But to sell, selling is short, saying he could have weighed way more than that. I'm talking at least six figures, hundreds of, a, a, a couple hundred thousand dollars. Who in their right mind gives away a single Bitcoin? Someone's willing to give me a single Bitcoin, that lets me know they have money. So if I have something they want, that means I'm going to get more money. And obviously, if I have something they want and I'm not going to give it to them, that's going to drive up the price of whatever it is that product is. So... My man's got fleece, and I apologize. He, well, no, he needs to apologize to his kids and his grandkids because they 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 he would have had them set up for life. And I'm not talking about never having to work another day in the life, but I'm talking about college funds, uh, down payment down payment on the great great grandchildren's house, or something crazy like that. But it it's just crazy to me just how much credit or just how blind overnight people turn to situations like this because of how much they fan and fawn over these teams instead of thinking individually for themselves. So
0: what, that's my, 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 th- my thing. My thing is like, what, what if he didn't give the ball back? Is there a rule? It, nothing they could like, do about it.
1: Nothing they could do about
0: it. Yeah. So nothing
1: they could do about cause
0: it. Cause like, you know, NFL, I know college football is different. They, they yeah. like, it's, I don't know if it's like a law or rule or whatever, but they get that football back in college yeah. football. NFL fans. Nope. They don't really, like, if the fan doesn't give it back, most of the time they just don't care. So I'm like, dang, this is touchdown 600. Like, what if he was just like, nah, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm about to sell this mug on eBay for like $500,000. That
1: was me? Your boy, they'd have some sort of security team follow me around because I'm being protected until that mug gets sold for to the highest bidder. Call it what you want, but that's, you capitalizing on a once in a million Lifetime type of deal, you know. So, shout out yeah. to him for getting what he got, but it, the it could have been much more.
0: And I guess, I guess, shout out to Tom Brady too for breaking oh, mean, Yeah,
1: whatever. I mean, the, the value of that Bitcoin is, is probably going to go up here in the next few months. So there's that sixty three thousand dollars if I'm not mistaken last time check. But
0: yeah, Dane, so. do you know who is the second leading receiver in the NFL receiving yards?
1: Off the top of my head, I do not. I don't even know who's the first.
0: The first, Cooper Cup. Yeah. Second, rookie Jamar Chase. And most of that dude's y'all comes out of the slot, anyways. Jamar Chase, who. People were uh, also getting slandered on Twitter at the beginning of the preseason. People were killing that And now that man. he's going off, going off. Even Cincinnati in general, leading the AFC North, which nobody would think or would have thought at this point. Joe Burrow doing his thing, defense holding up on their end. Mm-hmm. They had Lamar Jackson, you know, as much as we give him praise, like they had him under wraps. I think they blew him out 42 17, but. Yeah. Um, Jamar Chase, special talent, he, like that LSU. I think the last chemistry. week we talked about at uh, Orgeron how he just had it made with that squad, man. Because mm-hmm. these guys are coming in instantly in the NFL, making an impact. Um, is it too early? Well, I think I think Jamar Chase put away the
1: was, anointing oil. Uh, D-I-T. No, I was just gonna say rookie <laughs> of the year.
0: I, I, I uh, the offensive rookie of the year between him at and this Kyle point. Pitts.
1: Because it's impressive what he's doing, don't get me wrong, but yeah. considering the position and the level of quarterback that Kyle Pitts has to play with, I think it's pretty impressive what he's doing as a tight end. He's the only yeah, tight end. I think, it's the first tight end since 1970 or something like that They have two back-to-back 100-yard right. games. It's impressive Man, what, what Chase... Oh, go ahead.
0: No, I was going to say what, what could probably separate them in how the media looks at it is the victories, the wins. I think yeah. Atlanta's sitting... Like three and three, three and four right now, which isn't too bad. It's not terrible. The season's still early, mm-hmm. but um, say Cincinnati ends up winning the AFC North somehow, I think that'll probably give. And if Jamar Chase continues the ball like he's been balling out, give them okay. or give him the edge in the rankings. Here, here's, um, a,
1: here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some brain food in the audience, too, some brain food. So if Jamar Chase doesn't win offensive. Rookie of the year. That's fine. He might be destined. For, he might be destined for something much greater. I'm going to read off some names to you. Okay, these names are going tandems. Okay, so every two names, two names go together. Okay, here we go. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Tua Tagovailoa, Jalen Waddle, David Carr, Andre Johnson, Joey Harrington, Charles Rogers. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna keep it there. I'm gonna keep it there. That's that's as far back as I'm gonna go. Do you have any idea what the correlation between those names are? No. Okay, I got you. It's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to put it in perspective without reading it out loud. Um, But for for you, my friend, I'll go ahead and put this back in the chat so you can see it. Those names are quarterbacks drafted in the top five in one year, and then the following year a wide receiver drafted in the first round. Okay. That list, of course, from teams that have done that consistently, um, that list has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 9 10, 11, 12, 13, 13 teams or 13 times where that instance has happened. One of which has an asterisk next to it because it's a supplemental draft, pl- drafted player. But some other names that you might see on that list is, well, uh, Terry Bradshaw, and Frank Lewis. And that's way mm. back, way back before my time. I said all that to say this. He might not win rookie of the year, and that's okay. But history has shown us, based on this list, that any time the players are drafted in that particular order like that, with a receiver drafted in the first round in the previous year, a quarterback was drafted with a top-five pick, something great has happened either Super Bowl, one of those players in the Hall of Fame, or one of those players in the Ring of Honor, or one of them just had a hell of a good career. Not one or both. Or sometimes it's both. Sometimes it's just one of them. But we can expect one of those things to happen. Not to say that they're going to win the Super Bowl, because as I stated before, the Bengals are on this list twice. Uh, one mm-hmm. of them was with Peter Warwick when Peter Wark was drafted. We all know Peter Wark was one of the, greatest, I love Peter Warwick, one of the greatest college players we've ever seen, period. Um, it's just a shame how that whole thing went. But let me put that back in the chat. Copy. Sorry. Let's
0: take me a minute. Copy the photo.
1: So I had it in there earlier, but I took it out because I was mm-hmm. like, eh, ah, he's not going to.
0: Jamar Chase in that. general, bro, there he only know. has 35 out, catches.
1: It's yak, 35
0: man. catches the boys for 754 beat. yards, averaging 21 yards a catch. <laughs> All right, pictures, <laughs> pictures, in <laughs> pictures in the notes. That's two first Pictures in the notes. Oh, yeah. You had this in here earlier. Yeah. Yeah. I took yeah, it out, though.
1: Yeah. I just didn't fit. Gotcha. The fit didn't feel right, but the it, it came from this, from two mile home. Gotcha. Um Dude posed the question of how many, how many first round wide receivers in NFL history have ever had a QB drafted in the top five the year before? And because I like playing with data and my role at work, I'm a data analyst or soon to be a data analyst. Um hey. I put together the series of draft orders and and sorted it by QBs drafted within the first five picks, and then of course the following year. And it's just a it was a real quick thing to do, but it's kind of cool just to see. What they have in common, and some of them is high-pedigree or are a super long run of NFL success, like the '85 Chicago Bears. Their '80, 1983 drafted quarterback is in there, um, and he's yeah. So that that takes on life of its own when you think about it. But I said all that to say this: if he doesn't win offensive rookie of the year. It's still a hell of an amazing start for his career because he is he is going to be a star and he and his quarterback are going to be we're going to hear that name a lot probably as much yeah, as we yeah. heard Tom Brady yeah. and Gronk's name
0: like seven games in and he damn near has 800 yards receiving it's amazing bro and we got an extra game this year too who stop
1: who's going to stop that like do you look no, at the rest of the schedule who's stopping that
0: no and you know Baltimore and Pittsburgh who's really known for their defensive prowess isn't really yeah, man. Because you got to pick your poison. If you yeah. have
1: to, you have to stop that pass. You are going to stop Joe Mixon from smacking you in the face, because he's a yeah. top ten, top ten rusher right now. It might be top five or top seven, but he's a Joe Mixon is top ten rusher right now. So you got to pick yeah. your poison, and that's that seems to be the theme for a lot of these teams that are, are having a lot of success right now. You look at Tampa. Yeah. You look at uh, the Colts. You look at the Cowboys. You look at the Bengals. They have. They can kill you. Either way you want to go, they can throw the ball or they can run it down your throat. So you get to choose your own death. So it's 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 scary, but it's it's cool to see these these balanced yeah. offenses in the midst of us being in a pass happy league right now. So right, we'll see. All right. Yes, back to back to the story at hand. Chase is balling. Yeah, Chase. And I don't remember balling. did either one of us say anything bad about not bad about it, but negative about essentially him. You know, having hands of stones at the beginning of the season—I no, can't I, remember. Nah, no, I, I, I know a, the jokes. I, I know really I made fun remember. of it, but I—you know—I know I yeah. it. it's still an early overreaction because man. you, How you want him to get those drops things. out the way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, you want him to get those drops out the way. Get the yeah. get that out of your system in the preseason because when the the real lights come on, that's when the money is made. So, yeah. Shout out to you know
0: Chase and the Doubters. You know, at the beginning of the pod, we mentioned. You know, the USC opening and the LSU opening in college football and a reporter, Dane, had the nerve to ask my guy, your guy, Mike Tomlin, about those college openings. And this is what he had to say. Guys, I don't have time for that
1: speculation. I mean, that's a joke to me. Um, I got one of the best jobs in in all of professional sport. Why would I have any interest in coaching college football? Um, That'll be the last time that I address it. And not only today, but moving forward. Never say never, but never. Okay? Anybody else got any questions about any college jobs? There's not a booster with a big enough blank check. Anyone else?
0: <laughs> Bars. Bro, and then he got bro, up man, and walked off. And he got up and walked off, but, like, I it, he scared me. Not scared me, but, like, that was like your dad just. Yeah, he was shaking. Like, like, don't shaking ever. You, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't ever do that. Don't ever ask me that in your life. Like y'all got to see the video if you haven't already. Just check it out. He's been on Twitter for the past few days. And here's the context. The
1: people are just not getting to their thick skulls. Whether you like the Pittsburgh Steelers or not, this man is probably one of the greatest coaches of all time. You check his check his record. Which hasn't had a, a losing season in it yet. Yeah. Produce. Yep. It, it, you can say what you want about the status of Big Ben today or tomorrow, but you can't say anything about him keeping his locker room together for years, yeah. making the deep playoff runs that he's made, helping and molding and keeping that defense as a staple of the their franchise for years. Like, to go on record and to ask this man, to ask this black dude, hey man, we understand that you're one of the greatest coaches in the NFL right now, and the most winningest head coaches in the NFL right now. But you know, what wouldn't it make sense for you to, I don't know, take a pay cut as well as you know, take a step down lower and go coach some college kids?
0: Like I think, like the reporters just <laughs> they just get bored sometimes and just ask stuff. Like I don't even know if they meant. I don't know if they Here's meant a, it as as a racial thing, but and I don't even think oh. Mike Thomas' response was was like that, or if he took it like that. I just think he was pissed, just because. Th- do y'all see what I like? You said, "What do y'all see what I've done here," and like I just take it as a sign of disrespect.
1: No, 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 no. I'm not saying there was a uh, the intent behind it was racial or anything like yeah. that. That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying that there is a a long running history of. Overqualified black dudes being offered these jobs that they're essentially entry level. That's what we're looking at. Like it happens often. I'm not saying that the, was uh, the, of the reporter, but the uh, like, hey,
0: thirty five thousand a year entry <laughs> level jobs. Yeah, that you got to have eight years experience. Yeah, years. yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> so it's like I don't know. And then people wanted to make that. I was because I wanted to look at the comments see what see what. These idiots had to say online because I know there was a bunch of them, but it's like, well, Sabin didn't say anything when he was asked to go coach. And cause I was like, yeah, Saban, you look at Sabin's coaching career, it pales in compare. Like, you can't put that on a piece of paper and compare it next to Mike Tomlins. That's, yeah. that's, he was getting his ass kicked. He's a control freak. He couldn't handle the pressure of these growing ass millionaires staring him dead in the face and him laughing in his face saying, hell no, nah, ain't doing bending into your demands type of deal. So, of course, you can try to bring out Saban, but you, Saban, as a college coach, as impressive as it is, it, it doesn't sniff the dirty jaws of Mike Tomlin in his professional career in, in Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah, we talked about, or you talked about Mike Tomlin, like the success he has had mm-hmm. in his, you know, Pittsburgh career, but even in general, the Pittsburgh history of coaches goes yeah. back to Chuck Knoll. They've had three coaches since 1969. So that tells they, you how,
1: impressive, you know,
0: with yeah, Chuck Knoll, Bill Cowher, and Mike Tomlin, it's like, you know, they've always been one of the most consistent franchises in not even just the NFL, just pro sports mm-hmm. in general. And I think like Mike Tomlin is Pittsburgh, yeah. just like Bill Cowher was, the, you know, before then. He is, he and so, is the standard. Like right that
1: if you if you want to look at again having a group of men respect you not only as as a coach but as a man, that is you're going to find a picture of a few coaches and he's going to be one of them. Um yeah. but I don't know that uh, it's just funny it's just funny to me. But hearing him hey, stand up like that,
0: that. I was gonna say I'm you like, remember that picture of me just like <laughs> Mike Tomlin at, when we went to Disney World <laughs> <laughs>
1: I used to yeah, always, dude, I used to man. always call this dude Mike Tomlin or Omar Epps, man. <laughs> always, you guys just, oh, you know, man. You, right here in the eyes, you guys just look alike.
0: Might be Folk somewhere down line, you know. That's Kim uh, uh, yeah. Everybody related. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's my cousin, on my uncle, you know, my my my, my brother, sister, brother law cousin. Yeah, I'm
1: like, man. <laughs> Sisters, big
0: brothers, uncle,
1: already, bro. Let's
0: do it! What's that sound? <laughs> Nerdy news segment brought to you by our guy. Keith. shut up Keith Eternals Marvel's latest Marvel Studios latest movie it's coming oh, out no-hoo! November 5th November 5th next week Dane and you know those those early uh, critiquers and whatnot have Man. already seen the movie at the, the world premiere and there's been a lot of divisive kind of uh comments people are saying that this movie you either hate it or love it um i'm just excited to to see something different i think we talked about this you know a bunch of times on the podcast as far as the cast and who is in it and from what we've seen from the trailers and what it could bring to the MCU as widening widening the the broader scope you know we've to this point in the MCU everything has been not grounded as in like because you're still dealing with superheroes and superpowers. I just yeah. meant on a level where everything that there was a level of realism. So that and I'm thinking just more in the scope of everything. It was in a box, but it seems like with what's coming up next week with Eternals is because from my research. And what the Eternals were in the comics were like these godlike beings. And so yeah, it's going to be like way bigger than what we saw. Not as the power of words, the right way. Yeah. Endgame was a huge movie because what was built over the 10 years, you know, with MCU. And, you know, phase four has already started with Black Widow, which we, we both agree. Black Widow should have been a movie long, a long time, long, ago. you know, a long time ago um uh, we had the marvel shows that came out already but i believe this this eternals movie is in my mind i think it's the first i'm well i'm going to view it as the first movie of phase 4 because oh. we just dealt with in game right and these eternals are godlike beings right bigger than the heroes and villains that we've seen so far so i think it's going to make Right. And this is my prediction. It's going to make everything that we've seen so far seem so small. And I mm. mean, small, not as an unimportant, Plus. but like in a fine, like its own little finite. Like, I think this movie is just going to expand our minds. I'm not trying to hype it up in a, in the fact that I think it's going to be the greatest movie ever. I think it's just going to take the MCU. Like for the people that are watching, mm-hmm. Like a ball, okay. Like a baseball is oh. what we've seen in the MCU so far. Oh, I think okay. Eternals is gonna turn the baseball to a basketball. Oh, <laughs> that's weird to say. But okay. I think it's just it's gonna be a bigger sport. scope okay. of what we of what we've seen so far. Just everything we've seen so far with the ten years. I think it's just gonna expand. I think mm. they've used that quote before: "Expanding the universe, expanding yeah. the universe." I think Eternals is. Like the unofficial first movie of what's next after Endgame because they talk about Endgame in this trailer. They also talk about that. I don't know if you've seen that clip where they mentioned Superman. Yeah, they name drop super like a DC character in MCU. That's that's kind of crazy. And I'll, I'll let you talk on what you thought
1: yeah. what you think about
0: what's what to expect. Yeah.
1: Well, I for one am very excited. My uh, Younger brother JP three, uh, he's coming into town next weekend, so he actually wants to go see it. So we're gonna go see. It. I haven't been to the movies since the pandemic came out. You know, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm fully vaxxed, so I'm you know,
0: yeah,
1: I'm, I'm still hesitant to go, but I'm still you know, going to go soon. But my level of excitement for a completely different reason, but get to have the experience with my little brother, and we you know get to nerd out on that. So I'm looking forward to that. But it's never. Ceases to amaze me how these butt hurt critics hop on their high horse, get online, and be <laughs> gangster on their keyboard and say how they why they hated a movie and they have the authority to rank it this low and such and short. Like how to me, small? How, like small did, yeah. how small and fragile does your ego have to go to to get so excited to down to downright negatively? talk about a movie so much, like, they have nothing, I mean, obviously they get paid to do this, this is their job, but seriously? So, yeah, I I don't know, I don't follow those ratings like that, like, I don't take them for gospel or anything, but I do see from the comic book sources that I follow, I always see them talk about it, and that's how I hear about it, Um, but I just think it's funny that people get so butthurt about the content and the context of some of these movies, that they take it to the interwebs to, you know, Insecurely post about their feelings about it or what type of agenda it has. So I'm looking forward yeah. to it. I'm ready to see my boy Paperboy. I'm ready to see the the House of Stark. Uh,
0: yeah, make their huge. Ain't that crazy? Both of them fools, bro.
1: <laughs> One of the characters has the same first name as me. Like I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. Bro. I'm, I'm <laughs> looking forward to it. But yeah. I don't know what to expect in terms of how this is going to be displayed, the correlations that they'll have between the power levels and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. we are—we can already get a glimpse from the trailers. Like what threat is going to be big enough to stop all of them fools together based on the short clips that we've seen so far of their powers and what they're capable of. What the hell is going to be so big and so in the way that they have to band together and, they all get beat up and then they come back 30, 40 minutes later and they're all, you know, motivated possibly by the death mm-hmm. of somebody in their 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 team. So I have no idea. I know very little about the Eternals based on the source material saying and that's OK. I'm going into it.
0: I think that's a great. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Like to go in that way to like not really know much about it. That adds mm-hmm. to awesome. the uh, excitement for it and um, <laughs> anticipation for the there movie. not knowing what you're doing. Right, You're having fun. Right, and I Consensual, think, of course, yeah, man, I think, yeah, <laughs> <I> think he turtles <laughs> is going to be, yeah, just just widening the scope of what we see. I think we talked about it a while ago. I think I heard it was Feige or somebody had said like, now in these next few phases, it's just like going to be a separation of, like, power levels, like we see with our Spidermans and. Um, Our new Captain America, the grounded kind of heroes and then you'll see the galactic people up there like the Captain Marvels, the Eternals like you'll see a separation of like threat levels and villains and might be like not separate MCUs but just in general levels which which they are uh, shown in compared to and then yeah that's dropping next week on November 5th and then Dane, there's been a bunch of news about different productions that are on the horizon. Um She-Hulk is coming out next month or next year, and a spinoff of She-Hulk is supposed to be a Hulk solo movie featuring mm-hmm. Worldbreaker Hulk.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And yes, first of all.
1: <laughs> two, <laughs>
0: two. Why did that take so long? Mark Ruffalo. In general, you know, one of the staples. I mean, he wasn't the original Hulk, but you know, since Avengers, yeah, oh, was he? Hmm. I did not know that. Yeah, he was but supposed to be having a uh, having hearing worldbreaker Hulk game. What is that? What kind of excitement level does that bring to you, bro?
1: Power. I don't know how they're going to do this with the. A...
0: Considering where we left Hulk.
1: Exactly. And in, in, in the, game. The... <laughs> Irreversible damage that he sustained somehow. I don't know how that, that's gonna come into play here, like, but I'm excited for the storyline. Oh. Um
0: could see Wolverine pop up.
1: Yes, we could. And we could also see we've seen Hulk before, but this version of Hulk is the why probably one of the more powerful versions of him, uh, with the ability to, of course, break up and beat up entire planets, like I have no idea how to conceptualize what we could possibly see, but I'm ready. My body is ready. My um, body and is ready. The enemies that might come from this uh, endless. So I don't know. My mind is going like. So I have no idea how this is going to work. What type of universe they're going to ref- like? I I don't know, but I'm I'm.
0: Now with yes. like all the variant variant stuff that exactly. we have with the Loki show like you No know, Telling could pull another hulk from another timeline mm-hmm. that that seems logical considering like we talked about where we left left hulk before um yeah bro that that's going to be insane whenever they decide to actually put that together a couple of other productions that like literally got announced today through different websites or whatever for 2023, a couple of shows. I'm gonna, I'm gonna list them off to you, bro, and see. I'm which one you're most excited for when you hear these. Okay. Of course, long-awaited Fantastic Four. We knew it was coming. Uh, Feige many announced it during a little Disney or Marvel hype show that they do. Fantastic <laughs> Four production in 2023. Nova production 2023. Thunderbolts production 2023. Okoye it's getting oh. a looks like a spinoff show. You know they're already doing a Wakanda show, as well. Um, out of those, man, I think I'm gonna know what your answer is. But what do you what's what are you most excited for out of those?
1: More than likely to be a toss up between Thunderbolts and the Fantastic Four, only because we get to see our ragtag team of convicts and
0: Marvel suicide anti heroes. <laughs> yeah, essentially.
1: <laughs> But just cooler. Much cooler. The lesser known guys. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 still to be much cooler than what we see in Suicide Squad. Just kidding. Suicide Squad, the second
0: one, slash mm-hmm. first one. I think it's whatever the wasn't most V Suicide Squad.
1: Yeah, that one was pretty dope. Um that was pretty dope. But it's that's not gonna be an, Marvel it's not gonna be enough just for it to have a Marvel logo on it to get me to watch it. I need to see some intent behind it. And it, I, I'm assuming they're gonna have the right minds behind it. Hopefully, they stick to the source material. But we have, especially with uh, with our boy Zemo, we have we have the possibilities are endless because he's back on the run, right? Zemo? No. Yeah. Uh, so, they, oh, they turned him over to uh, yeah Wakanda. Ra- Wait, know, he's not going to the raft. Couldn't turn him over yeah, to he, Wakanda. Wakanda, to w- w- Wakanda
0: took him at the end of uh. Yeah, in my brain I was taking uh, Falcon they them Soldier. to the raft.
1: I can't remember where they said they were taking them. Was it to the raft? I don't know. I, can't I remember. think it was to the know. raft. Okay. Okay, I can't remember. We'll but,
0: have to rewatch that. Yeah, to rewatch
1: it. Um, looking forward to that. And then obviously the you gonna know have a first U.S. Family. agent. Yeah. Oh yeah, the cast. Yeah. And that they was that was they were setting that up. Black Widow's oh, yeah, uh, sure. sister. I forgot her name. Um, Yelena. Yelena, Yeah, think she's going to be in there. Obviously but I don't it, Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go, but I'm more excited about the first family just because the, the idea of the first family getting back on screen for the third time. You know what they say? The yeah. third time is the charm.
0: Finally under the uh, Marvel umbrella, Marvel studios. Umbrella. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. I don't know
1: how the casting is going to work. I don't know what origin story they're going to go with, but I mean, it's inevitable because he who remains. So, with him being a distant, distant relative of Mister Fantastic, this is it has to happen. So, I'm curious how you know it with work? the
0: Fantastic Four coming, and you got you know Doom is gotta gotta be in there. Yeah, got mutants there gotta be to in come there through. At some,
1: point. some more celestial fights. Like it's it's going to be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you, man. Fantastic Four for sure is going to be whoever. Like, I think a lot of people are waiting for that cast to see who's going who's to get casted as those characters because we've seen a lot of variations of those. Of course, we, you know, the most rumored one and the, the ones the fans want the most is um, Dude from Jim. Office. What's his name?
1: What's Jim's Jim, real name? Man, this is gonna be Jim for now. Jim,
0: uh, I'm, I'm gonna feel stupid because what? I watch The Office all the time jim
1: krasinski
0: or something like that john krasinski thank you john 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 john, john 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 i can
1: call him jim because the name in the office john john yeah. john
0: they i think he would be, be a dude dope mr, been, mr. fantastic a lot of stuff man there are a lot of rumors him and feige were talking about marvel studios related stuff but who knows what what could go there nova would be dope for sure no cool. you know what not the Nova Corps got mentioned, you know, a couple of times in Guardians of the Galaxy as well as in game, because Thanos whooped their ass. But yeah. Cute. Cute. <laughs> um, yeah, something to look forward to. Of course, we got Spider-Man: No Way Home on the horizon Ooh. next, hour in December, December seventeenth. Less than two Still months no away from that. Trailer. Still no second trailer, but mm-hmm. got some. You saw the pictures from Empire magazine. Those real pictures. Eh. Those are real. I know. I said the,
1: um, I was saying those oh, real pictures. Oh, you, eh.
0: Yeah, the one, eh. one of Spidey running away from Doc Ock. The other one with the Doc Ock tentacles wrapped around Spidey. Did you see that one too? Yeah, it
1: was getting a hug, if you will.
0: Yeah, very impressed. <laughs> cool stuff. Yeah, waiting for that Spirit second finished. trailer though. Waiting for that second trailer. Hopefully it'll drop. The next few weeks, of course, I think they're mm-hmm. probably gonna wait till after Eternals because I feel like I don't want to take all the hype away from Eternals. Everybody's talking about Spider Man.
1: Yeah, but yeah, yeah.
0: That's just me. I just,
1: that's I still
0: just need to finish watching Venom. Still ain't watch them. Man, watch the second. one? Yeah, yeah, same. Let's wait. B O D. What's gonna happen? Right, uh, like a month or two. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: I was reason I want to
0: watch it because I, I, I heard the post-credit scene was supposed to be all that in the back. Bro, just, Google, just Google it. Just YouTube it. No, I did already. Good for you, man. For Can we tell man. you what happened? Oh, so what y- happened? I never talk to you again. <laughs> 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 With that, we are gonna get out of here, man. Episode <laughs> exactly. sixty-five of the Duo Sports and Stuff Podcast. Deontay F's Dane Beasley, Blue Wire Hustle. Y'all be. <laughs> <easy>. <laughs>